welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you in the podcast. How is your anchor holding today? We've reached the end of another podcast week, and it's exciting for me to be able to encourage you to make sure that you're in the Lord's house. This is something that's not optional for God's people. It's something that is a great privilege and joy that we have to be able to start off the beginning of every week being encouraged by being taught the Word of God. If you're listening to this and you're not regularly and frequently in a house of worship where the Scripture is elevated, you're missing out, and I might also say you're being disobedient. Uh, God calls us to be worshiping with all of God's people in a family. You know, that place where you practice all those one another's in the New Testament. Uh, I want to encourage you very strongly in this podcast. I have so many people that listen to this, and I don't know where you are geographically. I don't know where you are spiritually, but I want to give you the encouragement to be in a house of worship. It is a place where you give God what he rightly deserves. So he only asks for one day a week, the Lord's day. And I want to encourage you to be there. So stop being lazy, get out of bed, get dressed, uh, get into the house of God, sing his praises and his worship, encourage your pastor, uh, tell him how much you appreciate the ministry that he has and laboring in the word and challenging you uh, in your growth and somebody to hold you accountable. We live in a day when people don't like accountability, but that's why God gave shepherds to help hold our feet to the fire to help us to be able to uh, stay faithful to God. So that's my little soapbox for today, and I trust that you'll understand that. Not trying to be self-indulgent there, but I am trying to help God's people, His sheep. I want to shepherd them into the right fold. And, uh, and so you keep your eyes on Christ. You get into church. You serve the Lord. I assure you that even though you don't feel like it, when you go, God's Spirit will minister to you if you're a believer. If you're not a believer, I don't want you to uh, think that just going to church is going to fix all your problems and it's going to relieve some measure of guilt. I want to encourage you to get in because you love the Lord and you know what He's done for you. I need Him. You need Him. So let's get in there and serve the Lord. Today is a Hymn History Friday. Uh, I do these from time to time, and uh, I know that some folks really appreciate this. And I'm focusing on a man today that was an 18th century English poet. Uh, He was actually quite suicidal. Uh, This man lived from 1731 to 1800. He was actually a contemporary of John Wesley and George Whitefield in England. And he also lived at the same time as Jonathan Edwards, who ministered here in New England during that time. Well, heartache was the name of the game for him. He lived a life that was very, uh, very much a struggle and a difficult. He suffered greatly. Uh, William had a brother. He, his brother John, uh, the man that I'm talking about, actually, I didn't give his name yet, did I? His name was William Cooper. William Cooper had a spelled C O W P E R had a brother whose name was John. Uh, they were the only two among their siblings to survive past infancy. In fact, at age six, uh, William's mother died giving birth to John, and it left William, of course, very abandoned, deeply distraught. And uh, as a young man, as a young boy, he had to grow up. He moved from 
school to school. He landed at Westminster School in 1742, where he was bullied mercilessly by older students. This really did set the scene for a young man who just had such intense spiritual struggles in his life, personal, very emotional uh, valleys that he went through. Well, while he was studying for a career in law as a young adult, on top of everything else, he fell in love with a cousin whose name was Theodora and looked to have her hand in marriage. But her father refused to consent to the union, and the marriage was, uh, uh, the vows were never exchanged, and he uh, lost, the lost love left him a very broken man. Well, as William Cooper progressed into adulthood, things just went worse for him. In 1763, he was offered a position of a clerk of journals in the House of Lords, but the specter of the job examination sent him off the rails emotionally. Uh, he experienced grinding depression that really did at times border on insanity. Three times he attempted suicide and was sent to an asylum for recovery. Um, he decided to end it all while he was there. He took poison. It didn't work. Then he intended to throw himself into the Thames River he was miraculously restrained on the bridge. These are great stories, by the way, if you go read his biography. The next day, he even tried to fall on his knife, and the, bl <laughs> and the blade broke off. Eventually, he resorted to hanging himself, but was rescued when unconscious conscious and revived. All of these uh, suicide attempts were, uh, were to amount to nothing, and his time in the asylum really turned out to be a day, a place of grace for William Cooper. There was a doctor there whose name was Nathaniel Cotton. He was a Bible-believing man, believed in the gospel, and he cared for Cooper and showed him the love of Jesus Christ. One day at the hospital, Cooper found a Bible and opened it. And when he did so, he... Uh, he, the pages fell upon Romans chapter 3 and verse 25. And that verse reads this way, talking about Jesus Christ. Verse 24 actually says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation, mean a sad, meaning a satisfaction, through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. Well, when he read those, ver that, those two verses, he, his blind spiritual eyes were opened and he was converted to a saving hope in Jesus Christ. And boy, did salvation change his heart. Now, he did always have this leaning, this propensity for to be a melancholy person, to be sad. He often had to have his emotions reoriented by the Word of God. In fact, he, in 1767, when he left the asylum, having recovered sufficiently, he met a slave trader turned preacher named John Newton, who's the author of Amazing Grace. And John Newton, Pastor Newton, encouraged Cooper and ministered to him. And there were other times of difficulty that he went through when that depression and sadness would grip his heart uh, for many years. 
but Cooper wrote a song that I'm uh, going to suggest to you today that uh, really is pure gold for you that may be a suffering child of God, the suffering saints of God hymn. It really is all about that. And the name of the hymn is God Moves in a Mysterious Way. And I'll read you some of those lyrics in just a moment. But it is actually a wonderful uh, ministry of, of, of poetry to those who will read it and understand that even though in your darkest state and in your most difficult times, when you're really struggling, even after failed suicide attempts, Cooper uh, was able to work through that. And he struggled all his life. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He had a difficult time. Loneliness, the feeling that no one cares about you. Remember the words when that happens uh, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in John chapter 14 and verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Now, if you're listening to this, I don't think there's much doubt that all of you perhaps at some time have sensed times of discouragement, loneliness, dismay at some point in your life or another. But I want to remind you today that God is with us. God will help you. He loves you. He created you. He cares about you. My prayer is today that you'll know the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the power of His presence, the peace that passes all understanding, that ministry of the Holy Spirit where the presence of God is with you and gives you that sustaining power to be able to love Him and to know with confidence that the Lord loves you in a great way. Some of these, some of the words of this particular hymn are are, are, are so rich in comfort. Uh, the text itself goes like this. God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. Verse two, which I think is my favorite. You fearful saints, fresh courage take. The clouds you so much dread are big with mercy and shall break in blessings on your head. Verse 3, His purposes will ripen fast, unfolding every hour. The bud may have a bitter taste, but sweet will be the flower. And last of all, blind unbelief is sure to err, and scan his work in vain. God is his own interpreter, and he will make it plain. The word of God gives great comfort to William Cooper, and it does indeed even to you today. We thank the Lord for the ministry of William Cooper, and we're glad that the Lord brought him through difficult times so that we might have that comfort of the Holy Spirit and the power of his presence uh, that settles our hearts, stabilizes us emotionally, and helps to keep our eyes on him. What are you going through right now? As I end this podcast week, I, I wonder, what are you struggling with right now? What is it that seems to overshadow you like dark, gloomy clouds? Can I remind you today that God's power is real? You are an object of His love. He cares for you, and He desires you to come into obedience and submission to Him so that He can do things in your life that you never thought possible otherwise. That when you move beyond the gloominess and get out from underneath the clouds... 
you're going to see the bright sunshine of His love and His care for you. I assure you on the authority of the Word of God that to the Lord all of your care is a concern to Him and He calls you to come to Him. God bless you today. Be in the house of God. Serve Him because He's real and He loves you. God bless you.